Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Today's poem is by Robert B. Shaw, and it's called Jack-O-Lantern. I'll read it, comment upon it, and read it again. Jack-O-Lantern. Candle, spoon, and carving knife, nearing the vigil of the dead. Let's impose a little life upon a ripening, faceless head. Slice and pry the handled top, shovel out the mush and seeds, cut before we hear the clop coming too close of chalky steeds. Two triangles make the eyes, another makes a classic nose. Three teeth, square and oversize, complete a countenance that glows, all night by its captive wick, its parody of intellect, idle amusement for the quick. And yet the venturous dead are checked, shades of traitors that are given one night's leave of Satan's jaws, throngs of warlocks, wild unshriven things with lammergeier claws. Bogies by the wide heavens abhorred, witness their own defective will when they flee this grinning gourd presiding on our window sill. Of whom or what an effigy that is for itself to know until all hallows turn us free to lift the cranial lid and blow. Robert B. Shaw is a contemporary American poet, uh, generally considered a New England poet, uh, and one of the, uh, maybe I say this a lot on this show, <laughs> uh, but it's because that's where our preference leads us, but uh, it might be one of the great uh, traditional uh, formalist poets working today. Uh, he has won uh, numerous uh, awards for his poetry. Uh, he's published uh, several collections of his poetry, including um, most recently, What Remains to be Said, New and Selected Poems. Uh, it's from Pinion Publishing. Uh, he's also a longtime professor at uh, Mount Holyoke College. And uh, Shaw was a one-time pupil of the great Robert Fitzgerald uh, at Harvard. He is uh, particularly good at capturing uh, the beauty of the commonplace. And sometimes uh, he's satisfied to stop there. Uh, he uh, helps us to see, uh, he, he succeeds in capturing some mundane object or experience in a poetic manner or with a poetic term and uh, is happy to leave us with it as a, a sort of gift enough. Uh, but in this poem, uh, he begins that way and it sort of briefly lifts off into something more before uh, fluttering back down into the, the mundane. This is a poem uh, of the jack-o'-lantern, which begins with the uh, the messy and familiar 
uh, work of scooping out the insides of the pumpkin after you uh, cut open the top. The vigil of the dead is nearing, so let's impose a little life upon a ripening, faceless head. There's this kind of playful parody of resurrection. Uh, there's a, a holiday associated with the dead coming up. Let's let's give some life to this this little gourd, hung uh, in cheek. And then uh, the life we give is to <laughs> to cut a couple of triangles and some uh, uh, you know, jagged buck teeth, square and oversized, to complete the uh, the picture. But halfway through the poem something changes. The jack-o'-lantern is set up as a parody of intellect. It seems to have a life, uh, a spirit, or a soul flickering within it. Idle amusement for the quick. I love that rhyme word there, quick, because it can mean uh, you know, the witty, or it can mean the living. And uh, it creates the juxtaposition then with the following line, and yet the venturous dead are checked. So this, uh, this jack-o'-lantern, this hollowed-out pumpkin that has, uh, we often think of as sort of the, the craft of <laughs> the very young or, or uh, uh, the briefly enthusiastic adult, uh, becomes rather suddenly a sentry. Uh, awarding uh, off of uh, night visitors on Halloween. The venturous dead are checked by its presence. Shades of traitors that are given one night's leave, uh, monsters, things with uh, scary lammergeier claws or uh, sharp, huge vulture talons. Um, and other ghouls and warlocks and uh, unshriven, that is, un unrepentant uh, souls wander around. But when they see this thing, they are reminded of their own defective will, uh, right? The things that are let loose from hell, in theory, on a night like Halloween were imprisoned there because of their faulty will. They could not choose the good. They would not choose the good they chose something worse and it was given to them uh, and so now too in a small taste and reminder of that uh, if perhaps they would assail your home <laughs> their defective will is thwarted uh, by this lantern even a small candle inside a hollowed out pumpkin now drives them away uh, masters their will um, it is so weak in that it could not choose what was right and what was good. And then uh, we're left to wonder what it is about the image of the jack-o'-lantern uh, that is so uh, loathsome or so effective in warding off evil. And then very quickly, the... Uh, the sun rises, the night passes, the day returns. Uh, we lift the lid. Again, it becomes this sort of small, uh, mundane object, the jack-o'-lantern. We lift the lid, blow out the candle inside. 
and all at once what was this uh, increasingly spooky uh, scene uh, an imagined uh, pageant of evil spirits <laughs> loosed from hell uh, all at once with the speed uh, of and finality of blowing out a candle vanishes what a lovely poem I'll read it one more time. Candle, spoon, and carving knife, nearing the vigil of the dead, let's impose a little life upon a ripening, faceless head. Slice and pry the handled top, shovel out the mush and seeds, cut before we hear the clop coming too close of chalky steeds. Two triangles make the eyes, another makes a classic nose, three teeth, Square and oversized, complete a countenance that glows all night by its captive wick, its parody of intellect. Idle amusement for the quick. And yet the venture's dead are checked. Shades of traitors that are given one night's leave of Satan's jaws, throngs of warlocks, wild, unshriven things with lammergeier claws. Bogies by the wide heavens of horde witness their own defective will when they flee this grinning gourd presiding on our windowsill. Of whom or what an effigy? That is, for itself to know, until all hallows turn us free to lift the cranial lid and blow. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.